Hello, Faith Companions, and welcome to the very first episode of the Kingdom Personified Podcast. I'm your host, Pearl, and I couldn't be more excited to embark on this incredible, incredible journey with you. Now, let me set the stage for what you can expect from this podcast. While today's episode dwells into the captivating theme of offense and the empowering act of forgiveness, the heartbeat of the Kingdom Personified podcast is to tackle faith-based conversations and teachings designed to nurture our kingdom nature. We'll be delving into various faith-based themes, engaging in discussions that challenge and inspire us while keeping our hearts anchored in the unchanging truth of Christ. The topic of offense and forgiveness has been prominently on my mind lately. It's a subject that's come up in my Bible studies, conversations with friends, and I've even created some content around it on TikTok. Um, In a world that often encourages cutting people off and cancel culture being at the heart and center of it all, disguised as prioritizing your mental health and well-being, the concept of forgiveness has truly become even less significance to us. Now let's start with a personal story of mine about offense and forgiveness. Um, I've encountered situations where I've had to extend forgiveness and it's been an incredibly challenging journey. This has been especially true when the hurt comes from someone you once held so close, someone you looked up to. And for me, it was my father. I I was such a daddy's girl growing up, spending hours and hours with him, sharing experiences. And we, we built so many memories. I, I remember I used to travel with my dad to his hometown. Um, I used to, at some point, play golf with my dad. Um, and I even, I was convinced that was my favorite sports, by the way. Um, I even, you know, started loving Mercedes Benz because of my dad. So you can imagine he was the epitome of a superhero. Um, but things took a painful turn. Our relationship became strained and, you know, things started to dwindle a bit. And eventually the abuse started creeping in. And it was a distressing experience, one of the worst I've ever faced. And to this day, that closeness we once shared has never been fully restored. Forgiving him was a monumental task that required a whole lot of prayer, a whole lot of sacrifice, and a willingness to release the bitterness. Um, Eventually, uh, my dad found Christ, um, he got saved and he apologized to us. So um, we basically had to forgive him. But I feel like it was a personal experience with me because I had such a closeness with him. Um, And yeah, it was it was a journey. But hey, uh, I'm here today and I can boldly say that I've truly, truly forgiven him. 
Um, I've found myself forgiving many others too, but this particular instance uh, was one of the most challenging. I've realized that past traumas might be even causing me to, you know, forget the full extent of the pain, making it a little bit easier for me to sometimes forgive, right? It's sort of like a coping mechanism. Not good, but works. <laughs> okay, so now let's delve into the heart of today's episode. To set the stage, I'd like to reference the scripture in Matthew 24, 10, which says, And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. This verse is particularly intriguing because it alludes to the idea of offense leading to betrayal and hatred. It's like a chain reaction from offense to bitterness, then hatred, and finally, potentially, to betrayal. Other versions of this verse use different wording, such as many will fall away or turn away from the faith. And while some might think I'm stretching its interpretation, let's explore some of the reasons people fall away from the faith. First, there's dissatisfaction with the church. Hypocrisy and corruption within the church can be disheartening, causing some to question their faith. Second, could be personal struggles, challenges, and suffering that can lead to people wondering why God would allow it. And third, could be exposure uh, to other religions and beliefs uh, that can shift perspectives. All these reasons at the core can be traced back to offense. Offense is like a seed that if left unaddressed can grow into bitterness resentment and ultimately a falling away from the faith this aligns with the version of the verse that speaks about offenses leading to betrayal it's crucial to recognize that offenses are almost inevitable in life as luke 17 1 says it is impossible that no offenses should come this is a reality we need to confront especially in a culture where we expect so much from one another and disappointment often leads to offense whether it's a friend uh, or family or even god himself offense can arise from unmet expectations we expect our loved ones to support us during important times and if they don't, it hurts. Similarly, feeling disappointed by God's response to our prayers can often also lead to offense. Um, before we move forward, I want to delve into a story. A dear friend of uh, mine from high school, a once seriously dedicated Christian, eventually announced that he no longer identifies as a Christian. While I don't know his specific reasons, his departure from faith reminded me of the words of Jesus about many falling away due to offense. And I just thought I need to speak about this. Um, offense can infiltrate our lives in various ways, from close relationships to church experiences. It has the power to shape our faith journey, but there's a liberating message for us today. 
a tool to combat the snare of offense, especially in a world where cancel culture thrives. Okay, so now let's turn to uh, the story of Joseph. Joseph's life's journey encompasses elements of offense, betrayal, and forgiveness. He was the 11th son of Jacob and his favorite wife, Rachel. As a result of his father's favoritism, um, his brothers grew quite jealous and resentful of him, right? Uh, this resentment led to a plot against Joseph, resulting in him being sold into slavery. Poor Joseph. Um, his life took him to Egypt, where he found himself in the house of Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh. Despite his integrity and skills, Joseph was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, leading to his imprisonment. In prison, Joseph's ability to interpret dreams caught the attention of Pharaoh. After interpreting Pharaoh's dreams, Joseph was appointed to oversee Egypt's preparations for an upcoming fermine. When fermine struck, Joseph's brothers came to Egypt seeking food, leading to a heartwarming, yet a little bit complex reunion. What stands out in Joseph's act of forgiveness he forgave his brothers for their betrayal, a gesture that echoes Jesus' teachings and letting go of offense. Joseph's story serves as an inspiring reminder that forgiveness can heal wounds and restore relationships. As we navigate this world where offense is inevitable, let's remember the example of Joseph and the powerful teaching of Jesus. Forgiving holds the key to freedom from the chains of offense and bitterness, right? Um, in our analysis of Joseph's story, we witness a tale of great offense, like we said. From the moment he was sold into slavery, Joseph had every right to be deeply offended by his brothers he could have given up on his dreams and allowed himself to succumb to the role of a slave the situation worsened when he was wrongly accused and imprisoned for a crime he did not even commit a potential offense against his brothers his master and even god himself there could be questions like god how could you let this happen I mean, after this marvelous dreams that I had and uh, dreaming of me being superior than my brothers and now I'm a slave and now I'm in prison, it could be so confusing. Have you ever been in a situation where you were undeniably right yet profoundly hurt? You had every justification to be angry and to distance yourself from those who wronged you. Right. So um, they didn't come to your birthday party. So I'm not going to wish them a, a happy birthday. They never came to my wedding. Um, they never congratulated me when I graduated. Um, they were not there for me when I was sick and I was laying in hospital. There's so many ways. Um, maybe some people from church have hurt you and they were not supportive or maybe you revealed a secret to one of them because you trusted them and now they've, they've they've told everybody about your secret this could just be so disheartening so disheartening 
Unforgiveness can be a roadblock to our destiny. And this is what we need to remember. Right? Um, Moreover, in the Bible, it is clear that if we do not forgive, God won't forgive us either. It's crucial that we seriously um, take the topic of forgiveness into account and you know try our level best to forgive i'm just going to read three scriptures uh, for you so we've got colossians 3 13 uh, and it says bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the lord forgave you it instructs us to bear with each other and to forgive just as Christ forgave us. Mark 11, 25 to 26. And whenever you stand, pray, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father who is in heaven forgive your trespasses. And lastly, we have Ephesians 4, 31, 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. The common theme in these verses is forgiveness. But the pivotal aspect of the phrase, as God in Christ forgave you, So the use as signifies a comparison in extent or degree. To forgive to the extent that God forgave us through the sacrifice of his only son means we should extend forgiveness sacrificially. Christ initiated our forgiveness and it is our turn to do the same. Lastly, let's explore the parable of the unforgiving debtor found in Matthew 18, 21 to 35. Um, I'm not going to read the entire parable, but I'm just going to summarize it, right? Peter approached Jesus, questioning how many times he should forgive his brother. Jesus' response, up to 70 times 7, demonstrates the, the, the boundless amount of forgiveness. He then tells a parable illustrating the kingdom of heaven. In the parable, a servant owed a huge sum to his master. Unable to pay, he begged for mercy and his master forgave the debt. However, that same servant, once forgiven, encountered another who owed him a comparably smaller amount and he refused to forgive the debt and treated the other harshly. When the master learned of this, he rebuked the unforgiving servant and handed him over to be tortured until he repaid his debt. At first glance, we might think this parable depicts cruelty from afar. Yet if we look closely, we realize we engage in similar behaviors. How often have we been offended or hurt and responded by withholding forgiveness? Uh, We've held on to grudges and allowed our hearts to grow cold. Forgiveness isn't easy. It requires sacrifice, a dying to self, similar to how Christ sacrificed for us. It might um, 
necessitate initiating reconciliation or even offering an apology. Our society values being right, but there's something far more valuable. Christ-like forgiveness that initiates healing and restoration. Our Heavenly Father showed us the way through Christ's ultimate sacrifice. He didn't hold on to offense, but initiated our forgiveness. Letting go of offense isn't about being right. It's about choosing something far greater, the way of love, grace, and redemption. So today, I encourage you to release the pain, trauma, and the hurt. Ask the Holy Spirit to heal you and cultivate a heart of forgiveness within you. Pray for those who hurt you, not out of spite, but with genuine goodwill. Pray for their success and prosperity, because in the end, God loves us all. Proverbs 17 reminds us, not to rejoice in the downfall of our enemies. As much as God loves you, He loves them too. Your forgiveness could lead them to redemption and your heart of forgiveness resonates deeply with God's heart. As we wrap up today, I want to lead us in a prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you with a heart open to your transformative power. We ask for your strength, and grace to release all unforgiveness, bitterness, and hurt that we've been holding on to. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Heal our wounds and help us forgive as you forgave us. Lord, I pray for those who have hurt us, that they too may find your love and grace. Create in us, Lord, a heart of forgiveness and may we reflect your mercy and compassion in all that we do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining me on this journey of exploration and reflection. As we wrap up this episode of the Kingdom Personified podcast, I encourage you to take these words to heart. Let forgiveness be your shield against the chains of offense and let love guide your interactions. Remember, we're all on a journey and growth often comes through challenges and choices. If this episode resonated with you, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss any upcoming faith-filled conversation. We'll continue to dive deep into various themes that nurture our kingdom nature, helping us draw closer to God and to one another. As we navigate life together, let's strive to be kingdom personified, walking in love, forgiveness, and grace. May your heart be open to transformation, and may your journey be filled with the unchanging truth of Christ. Thank you for sharing your time with me once again. Until next time, faith companions, stay blessed, stay inspired, and always remember that you are a reflection of the kingdom personified. <music>